Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. I'm Brian Moran, and today I want to welcome Kate Bradley Chernus to the show. Kate is the founder and CEO of Lately, a unbelievable app that helps people like me who create content online do it easily, um, efficiently, and effectively. It's artificial intelligence that allows me to create digital audio and video content messaging from my content in seconds and minutes as opposed to hours and days. So she's going to explain a little bit about uh, lately, she's going to talk a little bit about her journey as an incredible female entrepreneur, and uh, I think she had some very exciting news recently that she's going to share with us as well. <laughs> so with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Kate bradley Chernus. Wow, thank you so much. I've got some, some living up to to do here in the next, <laughs> next little while. So. There you go. I, I, I'm going to harp back on an, on a podcast that I did with uh, Richard Worman, who was the founder of the TED okay. Conferences, among other things. And uh, he chastised me for about five minutes on the podcast when I introduced him as a, a good friend of mine and a very special <laughs> guest. And he just said, oh, Brian. That is such a throwaway line. Why don't you tell them something <laughs> personal about us or, you know, maybe an interesting story that you had. So that has lived with me ever since. So, yeah. I, 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 Thank. I, yeah. I, thankfully, I don't think Richard listens to my podcast, so I'm safe. But in the event that he would have stumbled upon one, I want him to Well, I was going to say – that you had like a really nice voice, your intro voice though, like you, cause you, you went into, it, it's another guy you just did when you, when you were like, all right, I'm about to go. And then you started talking and you like had this deeper, hey. darker, you know? Uh, yeah. I'll shine your and now you're blushing. 95. No, it's just bad lighting. <laughs> so we're actually with Kate, I'm actually doing something we have never done before on the small business edge podcast. Kate, I've never video recorded a podcast. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's pretty awesome. I did put on makeup for you today, Brian, which like <laughs> I never do anymore because I wow. never leave the house. So <laughs> Wow. Well, here's the good news. I didn't put on makeup. What you see is what you get. You're kidding. Yeah, no, no. Um, so this is it. This is the best it's going to get, Kate. Um, you, but he looks great, guys. He looks great. <laughs> there, nobody's ever going to see this. I'll save it just in case, but I don't think anybody's going to. You have to understand, I, as my mother once said, Brian, you have a face for radio. So <laughs> I am <laughs> so down on doing audio podcasts, but the video, I just, I can't. I'm one of those people, I hate looking at myself on screen. <laughs> uh, and everything that sounds, sounds stupid and whatnot. So anyway, let's get into uh, lately and your journey as an entrepreneur. Let, let's start with it. And, and it's a great story. And it's a story that is, it's not a smooth ride. It's a roller coaster. As I like to say, yeah. you know, it, when, when we all entered the, you know, the carnival of life, most people went to the merry-go-round or the Ferris wheel. We were dumb enough to get on the roller coaster and now we're stuck. <laughs> 
right? Now it's like yeah, the, it's the stand-up roller coaster that's hands-free. Yeah. By the way, like it's not like the Kennywood thing here or anything, you know? No, this is uh, we're getting whipsawed on a daily basis. So it's yeah, interesting, you know. Yeah, when when COVID hits, you know, some people feel it, but if you're an entrepreneur, I mean, you really feel the effects of it. You know, there's no backstop for you as an entrepreneur. Yeah, which is, but but before we get into that. Take us all okay. back. So when did you start lately? Well, so first of all, the reason I did notice your voice, by, by the way, it was because in another life, I was a rock and roll DJ. Did you know that about me, I Brian? did know that about you, yes. <laughs> yeah. So so I have a radio voice, too. It's another voice. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the Sybil of voices. You know, I can do you know, 15 of them if I have to. I'm not doing them, well, but I can. <laughs> Well, so what's interesting about that is is the way that I do marketing is all about how I hear it being read on the page. So I'm really into, I, I talk out loud as I'm writing mm-hmm. um, because I want you to hear what I hear and to, and to read it that way. So it's funny how, you know, radio kind of came through in my life. But, but fast forward a few more years um, from radio, um, I'll tell you the intimate story if that's okay because we're friends. But, sure. Um, Okay, cool. So, so here I was in radio. Oh, I was having a bad time. I, I worked for um, XM, broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day. I like was at the top, right? And there's no women in radio. That's pretty pretty standard. Not you know not a lot of us. Um, there there was an immense amount of sexual harassment, but honestly, it didn't bother me because that was how radio always was. Like so, that's a culture you just step into and, and you knew the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, what did bother me was that I was discredited. Um, because I was a woman for my ideas or I, or I wasn't validated and it was pretty consistent, but I didn't even know that's what was happening. Like it was only later where other female mentors helped me understand what was happening, why I was so frustrated and and a lot of second guessing yourself and, you know, really self doubt, like all this kind of stuff is they gaslight you is, is what happened. So my body started to react as one's body does. It starts to scream at you and say, Hey, get out of this. This is not good for you. Right. And, um, I, I wasn't listening, Brian. It took me a while to listen. And, um, so finally, I, I did after being in a lot of pain, and I, I moved to a, another company, and it was the same sugar, different day. And finally, I was pretty—I was not a nice person to be around. I was very upset. I was crying all the time. I didn't like my life, and my dad was done. <laughs> he was over it. Yeah. And so I remember visiting them over the weekend in the summer, and he just shook me by the shoulders. I was crying. He was so tired of it, and he's like, "You can't work for other people, and there's no shame in that." That's what he said to me, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had this like total aha because my, my dad had his own business. My mom had her own business. And I was like, oh, of course, you know? And then um, David, my husband, who you met, we were boyfriend and girlfriend then. And, and his wisdom and kindness right away gave me Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start, right? Yeah. Great book. And I read... Great book. And I didn't read much of it because I only read like the first or second chapter where I got to the point where it said, um, don't make a plan, just get started. So I was like, I don't need this book then, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So um, the same week I happened to be going on a lunch meeting for work. Uh, It was unusual. You didn't usually meet for lunch, these, these clients, and I didn't know who they were. I knew they were delivering me a product and it just so happened that they were angel investors and I, I just was myself. 
And they were like, wow, we really like you. Let's start a company together. <laughs> and they gave me 50,000 bucks. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's incredible. So, yeah. And what year was that? That was like 2007, I think. Yeah. 2007, right around then, um, 2008 maybe. Okay. And that was was my so so we started a company then it was a music related company and as i was marketing it somebody else came along and said hey you're really good at marketing we'd like to pay you a lot of money to consult us and i was like awesome i'm tired of music and i told my angel investors i'm like i'm gonna rename the company and pivot and they're like whatever you do we're we're in doesn't matter okay so here i was with my marketing agency it's a long story but um and oh, I like it. Basically, <laughs> you're a good listener. Um, my my first customer, more or less, was Walmart. So wow, that's not a yeah. bad first customer to have. Although, although yeah. sometimes that becomes Jonah swallowing the whale, and we can get into that. So tell so you so Walmart becomes your first customer, and you're a marketing agency, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I just was making it up because I didn't. I didn't go to school for marketing. I went to school for fiction writing, <laughs> right? Like pretty much the same thing. Yeah. When, <laughs> yes, when you think totally. about it, right? <laughs> but of course, like I had written a zillion commercials. I, I was in production and radio, not just on air, and so I knew a lot about I knew a lot about advertising more than I thought I did. And but what I did, I knew I knew a lot about was organizing. I'm a very organized person. You should see my closet. They're they're amazing. And I was a fan of spreadsheets. And so the Walmart project was interesting because it was Walmart, United Way Worldwide, Bank of America, AT&T, National Disability Institute, like all these big companies that had lots of franchises collaborating to uh, for a good cause, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, I sat in the first week and was like, oh, my God, this is overwhelming. And so I went home and I built a spreadsheet. And the next week I brought it in and my spreadsheet system became our playbook and it got us a hundred thirty percent ROI year over year for three years. Wow. And so so is that the genesis of lately? Yeah. Yeah. So then I told Steve, well so Steve Blood, who you know is my co-founder, mm -hmm. a friend knew this about me and introduced us and was like, you gotta you gotta meet Kate. And so I met Steve in a couple of years you know, he kept asking me to see my spreadsheets and he was very annoying to me. <laughs> and then <laughs> he started saying things that were like offensive. He was like, we're going to take your spreadsheets and we're going to automate them and you need $25,000 to build wireframes. And I was like, okay, first of all, don't touch my spreadsheets. <laughs> right, right. Second of all, like. Yeah. I, I've never heard yeah. in my life. No one has ever said that to me. <laughs> Right. Right. And then I was like, um, $25,000. I worked my whole life in radio to earn $25,000. I was buying my first house. I was like, you're crazy. And, um, and you know, Steve, like he just thinks big. And so he ended up pulling together the $25,000 out of his own pocket wow. and bringing Jason, who's now my chief product officer and co-founder to my house on a Sunday night with this beginning of the idea. And, right. um, he said I was a lot nicer to him after that. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> you, you realized, okay, he might, he might actually be able to help me. So what's yeah. interesting is that you started your company at the beginning of the Great Recession. Mm -hmm. Now, did that, how did that affect, I mean, did that slow things down? Did that make it easier? Because, you know, 
there, there are silver linings in, in chaos and danger, right? So silver lining could be, well, there's a lot less barriers to entry, um, a lot less people out there hustling because they're all hunkering down. So when you started your company, was it um, easier than you expected or harder? Yeah, no one has ever asked that, so good on you. Um, interestingly enough, I remember, yes, victory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got my good so, question so, of, the, of the podcast yeah, out. So smart. Yeah. So that, that second company, that the music company that I'd moved to, where, you know, same shizzle, different day, that's where I was um, at this time. Mm-hmm. And they had just got, it was, it was pump audio. Um, and they were the largest independent distributor of music licensing in the world. And they had just got bought by Getty images. So they were a startup and Getty was big. And so we all got a little money. And so suddenly I had a windfall for, it was 20,000 bucks, which, you know, the government took half of it. And I did what I thought was smart. I put it right into my 401k. Right. And then the market tanked. And like, here I was, I had made fun of everybody else who was buying cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Okay. Right. You know, um, and, you and we also, I, <laughs> anything. Right. And I just made a, another huge move, which is I was, I had moved um, up to where David was here, where we are now in the, in the Hudson Valley. And we were, we had roommates and we, we left and we were, we were going to an apartment that was more money and it was awesome. This awesome loft apartment. And we just paid our, our down payment and our, you know, it was my savings. And um, I remember going to the landlord being like, um, can I get a refund? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, you're in. Right. And I was like, right, well, right. Right. Here we go. I am a for-profit you know, company. I will be holding on to your money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, and right. also I think, I think though, like what the most important thing, Brian was like, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like failure doesn't occur to me. Like I'm, and it's stupidity part of it. And there's no doubt about it. Right. Like I'm that person who's like, hell yes, go on that roller coaster ride. Like who cares if the guy running it looks shady? I'm in. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But it, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there's, there's a good mix, especially if you're not, if you're not the only person in the operation, like you're not the only executive, if you have partners, a lot of times I'll tell people you need to have people who are different than you, who think differently than you. So if you're the visionary, you need somebody who is the uh, organizer. You know, you need somebody who's the disciplinarian uh, to your kind of bold, innovative thinking. You know, somebody needs to execute on that, right? So it, it's the yin to your yang, or the yang to your yin, yeah. However you want to look at it, right? <laughs> so, um, but you know, when things start to get a little crazy you really do need that plan. You know, you do need something to say, I need to have all the options on the table. Like when, when the pandemic hit, and we're going we're gonna to sidetrack a little bit here, but, you know, when the pandemic hits, you have to look at it and say, all right, forget the plan that we had for the rest of the year. And, and I'm I, I, assuming you did this with, with lately. It's like, what do we need to do in the next seven days, in the next 14, in the next 21? So that we can. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to surprise you. What? Sorry. <laughs> um, so that's not what happened, which is okay. crazy. And and it, so two things I want to point out, which is one is it, it, failure doesn't occur to me. It really doesn't. Like and that and that it was then ten years ago or fourteen years ago, whatever it was, and then and now as well. Even when I'm feeling the worst 
I've ever felt, which are, there are those times, right? But it's usually because I have plans A, B, C, D, E, and F, you know, in my back pocket somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with now, like, so, so two, uh, 16 months ago, Brian, I circled $2 million in New York. I couldn't find a lead for the round. And I mean, I had no choice but to pull my burn down from $100,000 to $10,000. And that's where it's remained for 16 months, which is to say that most of my staff does not get paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a testament to them. And, you know, to me also, obviously, right. Like I work really hard to make them psyched to keep on right on the grind. Right. You know, so, so, and then six months ago we made the decision to, to, you know, it's, it's also in that year, like we doubled our sales, we got some big clients, SAP and all these things. We landed Jason Calacana. So we got out to that accelerator in San Francisco with a pretty mighty guy, you know, pretty mighty name helping us. Yeah. And right before COVID hit, I had $4 million circled for a two and a half million dollar round with term sheet in hand. We were literally about to close and then the world exploded. Right. So what I did was, so the good news is about my team was big deal. Nothing is different for us. We've been living in cockroach mode for 16 months nothing has changed. Right. And we already have been working from home for four years. That hasn't changed. And most of our customers have as well. And lately is growing as a result of the market dynamics. All right. So there are a couple of things that I want to talk about here. So yeah. you do have a plan. Maybe you don't write it down. Maybe, you know, you said I had plans B, C, and D in my back pocket or somewhere. Um, so you do think about your options. You do think about the forks in the road that you come to before you yeah. come to them. Otherwise, you're not going to have a backup plan. And so, you, you know, you said, okay, we have four million for two and a half million needed. And then the world blows up. Okay, <laughs> been there, done that. You know, now we're going to go back to the way we're doing things until the sun starts to shine, people come out of their holes, and we can start. Um, you know, we can start trying to raise money again, but you, so, so th- you are a planner, whether you realize it or not, yeah. you're a plotter. Yeah. You, you say, okay, you know, if this blows up, I'm, we're going to do this and, you know, we're going to pivot our business and you need to have pivot who you need to have people who know how to pivot with you. And it sounds like you built a really nice culture in your company, but, but, but you also said something that's of interest to me. You said that the company is growing. How how have you been able to grow your business in, in the last six months, or you know, really since? Yeah. The well, so sales are actually up forty percent since January, um, and wow. there's two reasons. Yeah, um, one is that suddenly everyone's trying to reinvent themselves, and yes. Th- the way to do it is online. Nobody wants to think about what to write, so RAI obviously solves that problem. And nothing is more important now than knowing what your customers care about. But, but lately's AI instantly tells you that all the time in real time, right? So there's a real, a real emphasis now on what you and I have always, always done, which our friend Brian Kramer coined H2H, human to human, right? That's right. how you want to use your sales and marketing messaging. But there's another key thing that happened, and it's, it's you, actually. So your idea for a certain feature is hugely driving sales. And it's, in fact, what landed. Um, yeah, thank you, Brian. Let's, let's give you a round of applause. So uh, we call it the video clips feature, but that's what got us um, the, the big Gary V. So, all right. And, 
and and we'll we'll get to that big announcement. So I am a huge fan of Lately, as you know. I Thanks. love the app and I use it. And and so let me describe it in layman's terms for people who are listening. So a lot of our listeners are business owners and they're creating content now. So they have been forced, whether they like it or not, into the social and digital world of staying connected to customers. You know, they don't have that face-to-face right now. Yes, it's going to come back. To the extent that it comes back, we don't know yet, at least for the rest of this year. So what are they doing? They're creating audio content, video content, digital content. They're putting it online. And they're trying to figure out how the hell does this stuff, thing, this thing called social media work. So the way I use Lately is we'll write a blog post. And we'll, Lately is an app right, that we use, we, we take the, we can either do it by the link of, of the blog, or we can actually cut and paste the blog into the lately auto generator. And I'll say, okay, I want to use this hash, you, you know, in the spot where it says, put your hashtags here, I put my hashtags that I want to associate with the blog. And then I direct them back to my website, or I direct them with, you know, I can put a URL into the, into the copy as well. And then I push the button and it's like, (laughs) here are 15 social messages that I can use. Now, some of them need to be edited and some of them I'll I'll, uh, delete altogether. I might pick five to seven of them. But the beauty is, is that it does all the work for me and it includes the hashtag and it includes the link. And so something that I hated doing um, (laughs) and it would take me an hour to do, I can now do in like two minutes. And it gets even better. So then you came up with the uh, transcriber, right? Or transcription service. So now we do this podcast. I'll take the link to my podcast and I'll upload it to my Lately, the the Lately website. And I'll hit transcribe. And it could be 30, 40 minutes of us talking back and forth. And not only will it transcribe it, but it will break out when I'm talking or when you're talking. And it's really easy to relabel everything. So now we do that. So every podcast I have becomes a Q&A blog post. And then it uh-huh. becomes audio files. So I use, you know, the audio tiles so that we can hear snippets on social media. Here's 15 seconds from Kate. Bradley Chernus, here's, you know, 20 seconds from Reva Lasansky or whoever, you know, we happen to be interviewing. So I, it's an, I, I couldn't even do that if I wanted to. Um, and by the way, just everyone is, you and I are good friends, but in no way, like, I, I, this is a ringing, un, unpaid endorsement of how much I love your product. Thank you. So just Thank so everybody so knows. I'm, um, I'm blessing now. So. <laughs> and then... I happen to talk to Steve Blood, who's your co-founder and a hell of a nice guy. And one of the sure best is. presenters I've ever seen in my life, by the way. So I'll throw that out. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. Inside yeah, joke. I love Steve and I love busting his he's, chops. He's a wonderful human. Yes. Um, but I said to Steve, you know what would be a real game changer for lately? Video. If you could figure out a way to do to video what you guys to do to audio, it would, everybody on the planet would want your product. And now, with that, tell me what happened. (laughs) 
You boy, were you right. So, you know, we had Gary V as our customer actually um, for the last year or so. Um, and, you know, it wasn't like the best fit. Like they couldn't figure out quite how they would benefit them because they're not a small business. And he has an army of people who do all the writing and stuff for them. And so it constantly felt a little bit like we're putting a, you know, round peg in a square hole. But um, the our friend, now our friend who who's our champion there, like really likes us and was like, you know, trying to figure this out. So this feature came along and I was like, Hey, and I thought they about died. And, and so Gary saw it and was like, cause of course Gary doesn't know what they use. Um, and he was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And he, and he asked to meet with us. Um, and they launched an all new Twitter channel called Gary VTV last, um, I think it was last Tuesday. Yeah. Last mm-hmm. Tuesday. And it's publishing only lately auto-generated AI content, little mini video clips that dive into the eons and mountains of gold content that Gary has in the vaults and unlocks it for now by like finding those great quotes because he's got so many, right? Right, right. And what's happened is um, in the first three days, they measured that the, so the followers on the new, on the new channel were 5,500 and on Gary's personal is 2.1 million. So Gary's personal usually gets an average of 450 retweets for, for video and on the new channel with 5,500 followers, 160 average. So that's about a 12,000% difference. Wow. That's incredible. (laughs) So he's got to be over the moon with what's happening. Yeah. He said, I love your product. Like many times and it felt really super good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I bet. I bet. But and the beauty is you don't even have to be Gary V in order to take full advantage of, what you're offering. And so for all of my listeners right now who are business owners, who they run the gamut in terms of their social media, digital media savviness, but a lot of them lean towards, I don't really know how to use this. Using lately is an incredibly easy tool to use, right? You have all your tutorials and you have great staff who are willing to take time to show people how to use it. Um, all right, we're, we're in the home stretch of our podcast, so I've got a couple of minutes left. I want to talk a little bit about how it's how it's been being a female entrepreneur in 2020, because this, you know, I, it's funny. I'm I'm one of of seven children, six boys and a girl, and you would <laughs> think in, in, in my household, right, the men dominate. Uh, uh-uh. it's these two <laughs> women who have like beating it into us that there is no glass ceiling and there is no inequality in your world. I don't know what the outside world's telling you, but you know, my sister and my mother are absolutely, they invented badass women, right? They really, right? Maybe they didn't invent it, but they sure, took it, they sure took it from one level to the next. And so it's interesting. That's always something that I've shared. I have two daughters. I have two sons and two daughters. And I said to my daughters in no uncertain terms, like, you don't take crap from anyone, man or woman, especially men. You get into a situation where somebody's like disrespecting you, you have the right either to hit him or or call me (laughs) or call one of your uncles and we'll come down and, and we'll straighten him out. But, but to me, 
it, it's, it's infuriating, you know, I, and I guess I feel this way about, you know, in this, in the, in the SMB market, I feel this way about women business owners, minority business owners, inner city business owners, you know, the, the segments of small and mid-sized business that are historically either underrepresented or ignored in crises like these. Yeah. And so tell me real, and, and I apologize, I ate up most of your time there, but tell me like what it's been like and what you have been doing in, in the past year or so as a female I mean, entrepreneur. You know, I have to work 98% harder than my male counterparts. There's data, like endless data on that. So, and that's hard, you know, <laughs> I'm working my ass off, Brian. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, you see it all the time. Like I said, I still don't know sometimes what's happening. I have to have, again, my female advisors highlight to me what, you know, what is really going on, that there's a male, female kind of factor there. And it's, 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 um, you know, at one point last year, I had people close to me suggest that Steve should do the fundraising instead of me. No, and like, that's, like that's crap. I told them to go ask themselves is what yeah. I said, you know, yeah. honestly, like, and so it's, it's deflating. I mean, I feel this great obligation to lift up every, every woman or less fortunate person that I know more than ever before because of this experience, number one, and the gratitude of other women, total strangers help me all the time it's incredible women are men of, of course. Um, but, but the, I think the worst thing is the second guessing. Like that's, you know, my mind, and this is all women I talk to who are in leadership roles, especially have had to fight for it. That's the thing that's running through your mind all the time is you think you're crazy. That's your first assumption. Yeah. I must be crazy. Right. Like, can right. you imagine that's not what guys think ever. Right. Right. They assume right. that the other person's crazy, you know, so it's <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you. Right. Yeah. No, but it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's terrible. It, yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons actually I wanted to make sure that you came on our podcast is to share your story and to share your victories and your, and your struggles as a, as a, a woman entrepreneur, because in the end you should not have to work 98% harder than anybody and, and nor should minority entrepreneurs and, and inner city entrepreneurs. I used to have a magazine called urban success and when you walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, you see what it's like and, and you, it totally changes your perspective and, and you can never unsee what you've seen. So uh, no kudos to you. And I will continue to support your efforts and, and lately, and I think you have a fantastic product. You know, it's funny. Thank I would, you. I would support you whether you're a man, woman, old, young, black, white, because you have a great product, but I will double down my efforts because you're a woman entrepreneur and you deserve it that much more. Thank you so much, Brian. Um, I got a jam to this other meeting, but I, I love you and, and um, I can't thank you enough really. Sure. So when COVID great is over, we're having a steak. All right. Okay. To everyone, thank you for listening today. Uh, enjoyed having you on the show. Thanks to Kate Bradley Chernus for joining us today, founder and CEO of Lately. And we appreciate your feedback, your questions, and we look forward to having you join us on our next podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks to Pitney Bowes. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.